Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Live mic. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Michael Beck, the deputy editor here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, bringing it to you once again. And this time, the 2021 NFL Draft is finally over. Hallelujah. We finally got through all of that. But now, where does that leave us? Where are the Pittsburgh Steelers today? And where are they compared to a year ago at this time? Today's podcast, I'm going to be taking a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers as we currently sit and really compare and contrast whether or not they are a better team than they were a year ago. Starting things off with the offensive side of the football, and I think it's fairly simple to say when you look at last year's team and compare it to this year's offense already, it is 100% better than it was a year ago. And really, before we even get to the players, I think we have to mention that there's a brand new offensive scheme in place headed by Matt Canada. We all know the struggles of Randy Feekner. Really don't want to go down that dark alley once again. We know how bad it was, but now the Steelers really are going to be in a better place to put their players in a better position of success. The players themselves, however, will be 
pretty drastically different. Obviously, the man in the middle, Marquis Pouncey, is probably your biggest offensive loss this offseason. And the way the Steelers are looking at most likely replacing him is by a competition between BJ Finney and rookie Kendrick Green to take the role. I think this is basically the only spot on this offense where you can say, yeah, you know what? Production is definitely going to dip. Marquise Pouncey, even though he wasn't the player he used to be, would still be one of the best centers in football if he played this upcoming season. That's just the way it really is with Pouncey. He was unbelievable at his job, and the Steelers will feel his loss not only on the field, but in the locker room. He was one of the more powerful voices. That's one of the, the, the plus sides with Kendrick Green. He is a alpha personality and I'm excited to watch him uh, kind of develop into a leadership role. The rest of the offensive line, I know it was pretty grim losing three starters, but once you replace Matt Filer with Kevin Dotson, I I instantly will tell you that the guard spot will just be better in general. Kevin Dotson was arguably the Steelers' best offensive lineman when he was on the field last year. He lost playing time because the Steelers' old adage of just giving the reins to the veteran player when they get healthy, and we saw what happened in the playoffs. The other guard spot, David Castro, by all by all means, was playing through some, some sort of injury last year. I don't think we truly understood the extent of that. A healthy David DeCastro in 2021 will be better than David DeCastro was in 2020. Basically, both guard spots I'm expecting better production from. When it comes to the tackles, I think you could probably see some kind of mixed uh, mixed feelings between fans at this spot. A year ago, the guys that played most of the snaps were Alejandro Villanueva and Chuks Okorafor. This year, it'll be Okorafor on the left and Zach Banner on the right, with young Dan Moore uh, kind of p- pushing Okorafor for a starting spot over on that left side. Most likely, Okorafor will be the starter, but really... The way I look at it, Okorafor will be back in his more natural left tackle position. Zach Banner has been a beast when he was on the field for the Steelers the past couple of years. There's a reason why he won that right tackle job, and I'm telling you, if you do not think he is going to be a good offensive lineman in this league, he will surprise you this year. Losing him to a torn ACL in 2020 really hurt, but I'm telling you right now, Zach Banner coming back, he will turn some heads, he will surprise you, I think this is a great ad for the Steelers, and I'm excited to see what he can do, but that unit as a whole, you cannot tell me it's not a more aggressive unit, Dan Moore, Kendrick Green, heck, Kevin Dotson joining the starting lineup and getting hopefully 17 games as Zach Banner, those are all dudes that want to hit people and they are going to boost the running game and the running game will be better because of it. Speaking of said running game, out with James Conner, in with first round pick Najee Harris. Honestly, I fully expect the Steelers to take another step in a positive direction when it comes to running back with said player. Running backs usually are the most ready to come into the NFL and play right away as rookies. The skill set translates very well. Uh, With Matt Canada as his offense coordinator, I think Najee Harris is going to have an outstanding year. I'm not penciling him... Penciling him in for some outstanding kind of crazy rookie year, but he, I, I fully expect better production out of him than we've seen out of the running back since James Conner took the reins. Outside of Najee, we know the Steelers like to do their bell cow, cow approach, so I'm not too worried about the guys behind him. If he's healthy, he's going to be the guy the entire 
way through the year. The man standing in front or beside, depending on the formation of him, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. I know a lot of people have some question marks when it comes to Big Ben. Uh, he's another year older. Uh, how is his body going to hold up? Is he going to buy into this new offensive scheme? And really, until those questions are answered, there really is some room for debate here. But what I will say, Ben Roethlisberger a year ago was just fresh off his elbow surgery. He uh, needed some time to really get back to uh, back into his groove. He wasn't throwing passes right away, but once he got to a place where he's healthy, he looked pretty good last year. Sure, he was spooked by big hits, but now after a full off season where he doesn't have to rehab a, a major elbow surgery, I, I could only expect Ben Roethlisberger trending in a better direction. And as we know, it's another year to get some chemistry with his receivers, and of course, when you think about it, two of his top four guys, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, they never really had time to work with Ben Roethlisberger. There's no preseason last year, and Ben and Deontay only played a game and a half before Ben went down for the year in Deontay's rookie season. So now... All those receivers are going to have an extra year with Ben. There's no one new to uh, eat up snaps, so chemistry is only going to improve in those spots. I could really see Ben and his receivers have a better year and improve those deep balls and those timing routes. I think things of that nature will definitely improve. And if Ben has a good year, maybe 2021 won't be his last. The other offensive spot I definitely want to look at is tight end. Of course, we lost Vance McDonald, but insert Pat Fryermuth into that system. And honestly, I don't think the Steelers are going to skip a beat. In fact, I think they will be improved in that unit. Uh, Fryermuth, of course, being the rookie, it's it's not the same as having a, a multi-year vet at that spot. But I think his uh, skill set just translates better to this NFL game. I, I think he's going to be a mismatch nightmare. Uh, pair him beside Eric Ebron. And really, I think there's just another dynamic weapon in this Matt Canada slash Ben Roethlisberger system. This should be a fun year offensively. I really think these guys are going to be able to put up some points. And compared to a year ago when the offense sputtered, I think new things in this offense, like Matt Canada being able to run all all parts of this team is really going to allow them to not fall off the bridge like we saw them do a year ago. One of the exciting things I would say as well for this offense is really we should see Ben Roethlisberger have to do some of the things that he uh, hasn't really done the last couple years under uh, Randy Feigner. We should see more play action. We should see more snaps under center. We should see a, a lot of different uh, formations and motions and less predictability from this offense. And really, if you're an NFL fan, if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, that is only going to boost this, boost this team exponentially. For all the people that want to tell you, oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are overrated, really, once the scheme's improved and the actual talent can shine, not just guys being able to correctly guess what the player play is on the defensive side, once you have that unpredictability, these stars will shine. So that's going to wrap things up for the first half of this podcast. The second half, we will get into the defensive side and some special teams and probably the team as a whole. So just hang tight. We will be back in just a moment. night. 
Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. fans it is time for the second half of the live mic podcast my name is michael beck and before we get into this comparing and contrasting of the last two defenses for this team i want to remind you that behind the steel should be your one-stop shop for all things pittsburgh steelers from round tables to breaking news to all the podcasts you can imagine really there is no place you're going to get more content, both audio and in the written word. So make sure you're dialed into BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you're hitting the subscribe button. All those great things that you can do to support us can help bring you even more glorious Steelers content like we know you all love. All right, with that out of the way, I really do uh, want to get into this defensive, uh, this defensive team compared to what it was a year ago. If we look at the defense up front, that defensive line. What's interesting here is they're returning absolutely everybody. And why that's so interesting is because we were kind of expecting them to lose some names. But once Tyson Alualu decides, no, I don't want to leave Jacksonville, and Chris Wormley signs his deal, and all of a sudden the Steelers walked into the draft with all seven of their defensive linemen from 2020 returning in 2021. One of the things that to going a little bit further on that, this team typically only dresses six defensive linemen. Last year they went with seven, but what did they do in the 2021 draft? Well, they traded a future pick to get another defensive lineman in Isaiah Loudermilk. How he fits in the scheme is still up for debate, up for questioning, because really this team is loaded with defensive linemen right now, and it, it's going to make for some very tough decisions when it comes to cuts and to who makes this team. Really, competition breeds success. So from that side of things, the unit should be better. Yes, Cam Hayward, Tyson Alualu, and Stefan Tuit are a year older, but they are far from the end of their prime. They are still some of the best in tier defensive linemen there is in all of football. Now this team just has even more quality backups. And really, you cannot complain with that. That's the name of the game, especially when there is an extra regular season game. The war of attrition just got that much longer, that much harder to make it through the entire year. And the Steelers have added some depth. So in, in that sense, I can't see how this interior defensive line won't be better than it was last year kicking things out to the outside linebackers here's where things get a little bit tricky bud dupree ala adeni are both out the steelers don't really have many outside linebackers on the roster yes we know tj watt the 
probably should have been Defensive Player of the Year, TJ Watt, is a beast. There are no question marks at that outside linebacker position. On the other side, Alex Highsmith has shown a lot of potential. He could have a great year in 2021, and no one really would be surprised by that, except for the national media that doesn't really understand who he is. But if you're a Steelers fan, like you most likely are if you're if you've uh, made it through this far of this podcast, Alex Highsmith is going to be the guy in that spot. Here's where things get tricky, though. Of course, we know Bud Dupree's gone, and we know the rest of the depth, for the most part, is gone. The Steelers don't play their outside linebackers 100% of the defensive snaps. It is just a physically demanding position where guys cannot make it through an entire game playing 50 to 70 snaps. It just isn't physically possible. The Steelers' backups... Right now, Cassius Marsh, he was he was abused in that playoff game against the Cleveland Browns. When Alex Highsmith went down in that in that game, the Browns targeted Cassius Marsh and just ran the ball down the Steelers' throat. If that happens again, if Cassius Marsh has to be on the field, we are in serious trouble. He's a good special teamer, but he shouldn't be the primary backup when it comes to being an outside linebacker. Behind him, we have sixth-round pick Quincy Roche. And really, when it comes to sixth-round picks, even though a lot of people had him higher rated, they don't typically play or play at all for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Most of the time, they're guys that end up on the practice squad or are your healthy scratches on game day. It's still a unit that is a work in progress. As of the time of recording this, the compensatory pick formula has come to an end. So that means the Pittsburgh Steelers are able to sign players without it affecting how many extra draft picks they might pick up a year from now. Really, I wouldn't be surprised, and this is going on the word of Keith Butler, who after the drafting of Quincy Roche said the team is probably still going to go out and look for a veteran. They absolutely have to do this, because as of this moment, the outside linebackers are nowhere near as good as they were last year. Yes, you still got T.J. Watt, you got a young Alex Highsmith and not an experienced Bud Dupree, and you don't have any depth. That's a big, big issue. So once the Steelers signed somebody... If they sign somebody, I, I guess I should say, once that is out of the way, I, I might be a little bit more confident on that unit. But as for right now, they are not better than they were last year. The inside linebackers are kind of a, a, a questionable group because really there's two different two different units of inside linebackers last year, the pre-Devin Bush injury and the post-Devin Bush injury. The most fair for this exercise is to look at the guys that were here before Devin Bush tore his ACL. Devin Bush, of course, a linebacker on the rise. One of the best young inside linebackers there are in football. Beside him, Vince Williams, who really dialed it up once he was paired with Devin Bush. Vince Williams, the best he's ever looked in his career was when he was beside either Ryan Shazier or now with Devin Bush. Behind them, last year, it was tons of question marks. There weren't any depth behind those guys. But Robert Spillane, of course we found out, stepped in and looked pretty good as an inside linebacker for your Pittsburgh Steelers. He had a pick six on Lamar Jackson. He stuffed Derrick Henry on the goal line. Looks like there's a little bit of, of juice there, and that's pretty exciting. Flip to a year from now, you still have those same three guys. Sure, Vince Williams is a little bit older. Devin Bush is coming off an ACL tear. But you are inserting Buddy Johnson into the mix, who is another, well, mid-round pick 
that probably will not be offered too much playing time in 2021, but could see more in the future. Really, this is the same three guys that you saw a year ago. Is it possible the Steelers add to that group? I wouldn't be surprised. We know they traded for Avery Williamson a year ago. They might think about bringing him back for another season to be a adept defender, especially if he doesn't get a deal from somewhere else. So there is potential for this unit to grow a little bit in size. But for the reasons of Dead and Bush coming off an ACL tear and Vince Williams getting another year older, I, I could only tell you that this unit is probably going to be probably going to take a little bit of a step back than it did in 2020. The corners are even trickier to juggle because they lost so many bodies and they haven't really added anyone. Last year, we know Cam Sutton uh, was basically the Steelers corner of number four behind Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson, and Mike Hilton. Cam Sutton is now your starting boundary corner opposite of Joe Hayden, meaning maybe James Pierre, the undrafted free agent from last year, could be the starter in the slot. Outside of that, and a bunch of undrafted free agents, the Steelers only have Justin Pierre, who had, or Justin Pierre, excuse me, uh, Justin Lane from Michigan State, who has, uh, in all honesty, struggled in his brief playing time on the Steelers. And more recently has gone into some trouble with the law. I cannot see a universe where the Steelers don't sign at least one more veteran of any varying skill set just because this spot is so crucial and they just don't have anybody. So when you're comparing these corners to the corners we had a year ago, I think it's fair to say this unit is obviously worse. Joe Hayden's a little bit older. Cam Sutton is an inexperienced starter. James Pierre is a relative unknown, but he looked good in about a game's worth of action. So there are some things of upside. But if you're tracking at home, I think the Steelers should probably be interested in signing a couple veteran free agents at three different spots and all on the defensive side of the football to take on depth roles. They don't need all-star $10 million players. That's not what I'm saying. They need guys that are able to step in and, and give guys a rest and be serviceable in case of injury because at the end of the day, this is the NFL. Guys get injured. And once again, there's an extra game being played this year. It's bound to happen, and the Steelers don't want to get caught with their pants down. And that's exactly what could happen at, at either outside linebacker, corner, or even inside linebacker for that matter. They just don't have the guys behind them. They got to bank on, what, about a half dozen guys making it through 17 physical games without getting injured. It's, it's a little unrealistic to say the least. The last spot we should get at is the safeties position. Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds were the guys there last year. They'll be the guys again there this year. Really, Antoine Brooks, I suppose, it would be your uh, kind of primary backup behind them. Uh, you also got, uh, what, Trey, uh, Trey Norwood, the brand new, uh, he was drafted as a corner, but uh, was more so announced to be a safety in this past uh, weekend's draft. So in that side of things, I suppose you could see uh, uh, some familiarity, but a, a duo that worked well together at the top. Of course, we now know Trell Edmonds' fifth-year option wasn't picked up, so he has a lot to play for, as well as Minka Fitzpatrick, who 
in about a year's time, will be looking to become the highest paid safety in all of football. He also needs a superb year. Mika Fitzpatrick's probably going to do that, so I wouldn't be too surprised by that in the slightest. When it comes to special teams, before we round out this podcast, there are some important positions to note. Namely, kicker is still going to be Chris Boswell, but there is a brand new punter in town. We got Presley Harvin III, the the 260-pound punter out of Georgia Tech. Really, the Steelers fell in love with this guy. Uh, we're at his pro day. Danny Smith was there uh, putting him through the workout. They get him with one of the last picks of the draft. He should surely supplant Jordan Berry to be the new punter of your Pittsburgh Steelers. So that will be interesting, uh, I suppose. Uh, not having punt shanked in, uh, in in the middle of December, giving the Baltimore Ravens short fields anymore, hopefully. So in that sense... Definitely a positive. Uh, one last spot, I suppose. Cam Canada will still be your long snapper. And right now, it looks just like Ray Ray McLeod will take over duties once again as your punt and kick returner. When you look at your Pittsburgh Steelers defensively as a whole, Keith Butler's back as your defensive coordinator. Really, this team is pretty similar to what it was last year, minus a couple starters. They should be fine. Are they going to be the best defense in football? They might take a bit of a step back. For for short of a step back, the defense is taking, the offense is taking two giant leaps forward. So really, in that perspective, they're probably going to be a better overall team. The defense is probably going to have a little bit more rest. And therefore, the Pittsburgh Steelers in general should just be better. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the name of the game. You could not be asking for any more than for your team to be better. The overall 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers versus the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers. Really, I know national media is not going to agree with me here, but you look at this team, and to me, I'm saying your 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers, as of this moment, is a more talented group than it was a year ago. If they got into some injury issues, they could quickly become a worse team than they were in 2020. I wouldn't be surprised about that in the slightest. But their starters, the guys they're returning, the guys they drafted, really their special teams units in general as well, on top of everything else, is going to thrust them in a position where they will be a better team. So with all that being said, I want to thank you for tuning in to today's Live Mike podcast. Once again, we want to thank you for tuning in to all our draft coverage. We had so many podcasts going out, so many articles, draft grades, rankings. If you missed any, just head over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You will catch everything that went out the last couple days. There's tons of content on there. Learning about these prospects. we got film rooms coming out. we got podcasts on these players specifically that you need to t- tune into. Uh, Again, opinion pieces, knee-jerk reactions, everything you could want about your Pittsburgh Steelers, it is on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. So do yourselves a favor. Make sure you're following us on all our social media platforms. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, hit that five-star button and leave a comment. Really, it couldn't you couldn't be doing any more of a, us of a favor than doing that. That would help us exponentially. So thank you in advance. 
Outside of that, make sure you're clicking over to the website once again, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. My name is Michael Beck. Thank you for tuning into today's live, Mike. We'll catch you guys next week. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.